0: Hello friends and welcome to the Survivor Series. Today I'm sharing my story of sexual assault and my healing journey back home to me. Due to mature content, please do not play this one around children. I created this series to help you see that you can heal and most importantly, that you are not alone. These episodes show you the ways that we can release shame and reclaim our power. This is by far the most vulnerable I have ever been, but I have no doubt that sharing my voice will help someone else, and that is far more important than my discomfort. If you feel triggered by this episode or you're struggling, please call STARS Hotline for some amazing free support. You are worthy of healing, and I'm here for you. Now let's dive in to today's episode. You are not alone. You are not broken. I truly thought that I was broken for so long. I once overheard a guy describe me as damaged goods. And the worst part is I believed him. I was so hurt by that because I believed it. And today if I heard someone saying that about me, I would just sashay away and it wouldn't mean anything to me because I know today that I'm not broken. No one is capable of breaking me. My spirit is so, so strong. And I'm not damaged goods. I am whole. I am complete. And (laughs) I'm here today to share my story with you so that you can get to a place where you believe that again. And if you're feeling scared and alone, I don't want you to feel that way anymore. So I hope that my story can bring you some hope, some shared experience, and some really, really good tools to help you get to the next phase. Because if you're feeling like a victim, there is a next step. And that next step is empowerment. And the step after that is superhero status. So we're going to get there and we're going to do it together. Thank you so much to Star for being a part, partnering with me to share these survivor stories. Being sexually assaulted really, really changed my life and completely rerouted the life that I thought, you know, the track that I thought I was on. And today I am okay with that because I've come to terms with lots of things about it and it's really led me to do what I'm doing right now and given me empathy that I never had before. Um, so I can see its place in my story, you know, now that it's 15 years later, but for many, many years, it only felt like absolute horror, terror, pain, betrayal, loss, confusion. And I, it led me on a really, really, really rough path. So my assault, uh, was a home invasion when I was 19 years old. And I woke up to a masked man standing in my bedroom. I struggle with how much of this part of the story to share. Because I, you know, it's like a episode of Law and Order SVU. It's, it was sheer terror. Like anything you could think of that's scary, that's what happened. So I used to share that a lot because I felt so sorry for myself. I was in such raw pain that I wanted everyone around me to feel sorry for me because that was the only thing I knew was, oh my God, poor me. This thing happened to me. And so I would tell my story and eventually, I mean, it worked. Everyone felt very sorry for me. But that led to everyone enabling me, everyone letting me play the victim, letting me behave badly because, oh my God, this thing happened to her that was so extreme that let's just just leave her alone. Don't bother her. So I'm so out of believing in being that I'm a victim that I don't want anyone to feel that way about me. I don't want any of you to feel sorry for me. That's not what this is about. That is not what this is about. I also have the other part of my mind that's like, I don't want to be giving like nasty details and tips and tricks to, you know, psychos out there. So, also because of that, I want to omit some details. Um, but again, the details aren't really the overall point of this. So, I woke up to this masked man and I endured just absolute terror. And uh, he, beat me very, very, very badly and took weeks to recover physically all different parts of my body um, because I tried to fight, I tried to run. One of the worst parts was I tried to scream and up to this point, I had been a uh, really strong Christian, like non-denominational, went to church my whole life, believed in it, was into it, um, was fine with it. until that day. And in that moment, I had been told, like, if something scary happens, scream, like, Satan, get out of this place. (laughs) And I did that, like, at the top of my lungs. And he didn't go. He didn't leave. Nobody saved me. There was no savior. And so in that moment, God's not real. That's what my brain did. There were so many extreme Changes that happened in my brain in this one hour of my life. It's it's crazy It's just wild what extreme trauma will do to your brain So that was one of the things Uh, so he didn't leave and it was really 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 frightening Um, I was raped um because of my strong faith I Was a virgin? And so that's how I lost fat, which that is such a, like a detail I don't need to share. Maybe I'll edit that part out. Um, but at the same time, I'm here to show you that you can really recover from a lot of deep trauma. And that was a deep part of the trauma of that day. And so that was another thing. In that moment, I was like, oh, that doesn't matter. So why am I being so virtuous? It literally doesn't matter. Someone can rip it away from you in one second. Um, I had a real out-of-body experience as well during all of this. There was a point when all of a sudden I was two different places because I was too scared of what was happening to me physically. And somehow part of me left and I remember watching like what was happening there were these like orbs of light in the corner that were like crying. I don't know if they were angels or spirits or something. Um, and that might sound crazy, but that's, that was part of this experience. That they were like there with me and they were really sad with me. And I thought for sure that I was going to die that day. And I could have. Um, and I remember thinking like, oh my God, what if my little brother – And my mom come home to that. But I didn't. And so when we live through these experiences, we have something haunting us and we also have this gift. So we have the gift of life. If we can figure out how to heal the haunting pain because living with that kind of memory is really hard. I shouldn't be making this video on like the Halloween, blue moon, full moon situation. I'm normally not this emotional. I've told this story before. Like, I don't know what's happening. Okay. So, um, but back to like my voice, the feeling that I got when I like, yelling, screaming, screaming for someone to help me and nobody came and nothing changed. That's a really big part of going through these things. And I think, you know, there are parts of my story that are not going to resonate with other victims and parts that will. And I think a part that will is that that feeling that no one is coming to my rescue, that no one can hear me screaming, whether that's Physically, like literally or metaphorically, you know, I feel like we cry out in these different ways and we feel like no one's there or maybe people don't believe you, you know, really, really tough situations like that. And so it's been a real journey of coming back to my voice and finding my voice and believing that I can be heard, that I can be safe, that I can be protected. And, you know, going through these kind of events, like for me, it turned into years of court trials and I was one of four victims. And, you know, so I grew a bond with these other women that I'd never met. And we all were sort of in this horror together and we each were reacting to it in different ways. I ended up becoming a full-blown addict, an alcoholic. And I have another video about my recovery story. And so if you want to know more about that and all the help you can get with recovery, please go check out that video. Um, I don't want to focus on that as much right now. But I I responded to all this terror by self-destructing. I couldn't hurt him and I ended up hurting myself. I was so disgusted by the way I felt in my body. Um, I, I had bulimia after that. And it's such a gross thing to talk about. It was, was like, ew, it's disgusting. But it was like this physical manifestation of what I needed to get out that I couldn't get out in words. And I just wanted to throw up. I just wanted, I, like, I was just so, like, in disgust all the time. And um, I got addicted to the many, many, the slew of prescription drugs I was given after this event. Um, There was this one counselor early on who said, oh, wow, I can't believe you're not suicidal. And she caught herself and it was—it looked like she had a moment where she accidentally said something out loud. And I'm like, you're right. I'm not suicidal. I just want to do drugs. So since I don't want to die, I think doing drugs is fine. I'm good. We don't need to meet again. And that just like ignited this other path, which of course was a slow death that did almost kill me a bunch of times. And that's the horrible thing about when we respond in these ways of self-destruction. And I know that it's extremely common for survivors of abuse, whether it's in childhood, teenagers, adulthood, whether it's a one-time event or whether it's something ongoing, um, really, really common responses are substance abuse and eating disorders. And so that's why I want to share that because I did like some textbook things after that in my response to this, this terror. So the other thing is that, uh, in my case, you know, we called the police right away. I didn't know who it was. So some of the the ways it was dealt with were different because I know a lot of people don't get the police involved and that's fine. Every situation is really different. Um, so in mine, there was a lot of court grand jury and arrests and um, you know, just going through all the the feelings of finding out who had done it and dealing with that and then parole hearings and him getting out of prison, him going back in, like what's gonna happen next. And this is over, you know, up until recently, and this is gonna be ongoing. And that is just so re-traumatizing. And I now I'm on the board for a nonprofit called Victims for Justice, and I work a lot with the other nonprofit, STAR, and STAR is focused on sexual assault victims, and Victims for Justice is focused on uh, victims of violent crime. And these are both nonprofits here in Anchorage, Alaska that helped me so much through what I went through. And so today I get to help them, and that feels really, really amazing. And I'm actually the board president for Victims for Justice right now. And last year, I won the First Lady Volunteer of Alaska Award and got to go to the governor's mansion. (laughs) And these are little things that mean the world to me. And they are really a testament to how much healing I've done to be able to find a way to give back to the people that helped me when I could not help myself. And, you know, so fast forward, obviously, to me getting sober, I couldn't have gotten to where I was if I hadn't have stopped the substance abuse. So that was step one. And from there, I decided to be as obsessive about my healing as I was about destructing, self destructing. I put so much obsession and work and money and time into escaping. And I wanted to. Commit to putting that same amount of money and time and energy into healing myself. And that's what I've done. And so these past nine years have been so full on. I mean, I will go to any length to find healing. I am so okay with being out of my comfort zone because I know that's the only way that I'm going to get to the next step. And I get scared. I still get scared. Sometimes I still have nightmares. Post traumatic stress disorder is really challenging to deal with. And there can be things that just come out of nowhere that you're not expecting, and all of a sudden, boom, you're somewhere 20 years ago freaking out. And so it's a really tricky thing to deal with. Um, thankfully, I don't really have those flashbacks anymore, but I also am ex- so careful about what I let into my head. I do not watch any crime shows. I avoid the news like the plague. (laughs) I don't want to know about the real or made-up stories about people getting raped and killed every day. Like, I used to watch those shows every day, and no wonder my brain was just full of fear. So it's like fragile bubble. I'm not going to let you in if you make me at all uncomfortable, and I have a lot of boundaries And even the way that I volunteer and give back um, has a lot of boundaries to it as well because I tried doing survivor speaking right out the gate, and that was super scary. And I remember going home and just like chugging wine because I had spoke and told my story in front of like 300 military officers in in uniform, and it was just the worst thing ever. So I learned that day, okay, that's not what I'm going to do. Um, You know, I could do it now. Again, this was 15 years ago. But at that point, I'm like, there's a boundary. And so I really have a lot of boundaries in place, which is why I love serving on board, board of directors, where I can help an organization without being in the day-to-day trauma, because that's going to be really too hard on my mental health. Um, So some of the things that have helped me heal, actually, honestly, you can just go through this YouTube channel. Go to the healing tools playlist, the recovery playlist, uh, the sexual assault survivor playlist. All of these were created 100% to give you healing tools. So you'll see things on meditation, mindfulness, parenting, hypnotherapy, tapping. Every interview I've done on here was very specific to show you things that have helped me. So. That's one route, Um, but I will say that tapping, EFT, emotional freedom technique, that's all the same thing, is by far the most helpful thing I've found, and it's one of the most helpful things for anyone with PTSD. So especially those of you that are dealing with that, I highly recommend tapping, and I will put in the description some links to some of the best tapping videos. That is the best tool I've ever, ever found for Releasing the emotional charge that we have with different emotions, physical and emotional pain. Um, So I guess I just want to end with telling you I love you and I believe in you and you're worthy and you're beautiful and you're whole no matter what has happened to you. Your soul is whole. Your spirit is so strong. It's there waiting for you. If you've been escaping, if you've been, you know, hurting yourself or others, you can still find your way back to yourself. I promise. But it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to take willingness. But there's so much support out there for you. And if you don't know where to find that support, message me. I mean it. I'll give you all kinds of resources and whatever support that I can also reach out to star I've linked all their information they have a ton of free resources a free trauma counselor uh, a hotline 24 hours please call them or if you're a loved one of somebody who is going through uh, a really rough time you can also call that crisis hotline they're there for you as well and they can give you a lot of helpful tools and I'm really grateful to be here today. I'm grateful that I'm alive. I'm grateful that I have found my way from the haunting pain over to the hopeful rainbow <laughs> that I feel I'm surrounded in now. I feel very protected. I, my belief in God has, is definitely different than it was before, but I do have a spiritual belief system that I really love, and it's a lot of fun for me. Um, I have healed in so many ways. And I know that you can too. I also have a lot of men in my life who are amazing, amazing men. So, you know, that was another thing that happened. It was where I lost all faith in men in that moment and was afraid of them all. And that slowly but surely shifted. And today there are way more protective men that I know than creepy ones. <laughs> I love you. Thank you for watching thank you for supporting me through being really vulnerable. I know that this is going to help somebody and I want it to be okay for us to talk about this so that more people can open up and get the help that they need. Love you so much. Bye. This is my battle cry. Oh, I, it's do If you are a survivor or a loved one of a survivor and you are struggling, please call stars free 24 hour hotline at 800-478-8999. You are worthy of healing.